Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, y'all. I hope y'all are ready to make some noise. Kenyatta Spence, are you ready? Jake Anderson, are you ready? And Mr. Talking Noise himself, Lloyd Spence, are you ready? If you clicked on this podcast, then that must mean that you're ready for Talking Noise, the daily podcast. Well, if you're ready, then come on, let's make some noise. I love the new theme music. It's amazing. I hope y'all love that little jazzy. Uh, Joe Bagel is the dude's name. Oh, wow. You uh, yeah. killing it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just a fan of what he did. I'm glad we're able to use that music as our uh, new theme music uh, until Shake comes up with something else. But <laughs> Well, actually, our Friday music is going to be different. Our Friday music is going to be different. <laughs> But I, that's our Monday through Thursday music. Well, welcome everybody. This is Talking Noise Daily Podcast. Your man, Mr. Talking Noise, Lloyd Spence is in the building. And of course, we got my man Shake Anderson. Sure. Shake <laughs> Anderson is in the building. Love it, love it, love it. And of course, the love of my life, uh, Miss 21 Years, aka Miss Talking Noise, the lovely Miss Kenyatta Spence. Hey. So you know why she's so bubbly, Shake? We just we just bought a new bed. Oh, ooh. and that bed is bro. That bed is nice, bro. Is it has it been an inspiration? It has. It, it was oh. an inspiration. Yeah, it was an inspiration. We are so listen. Hallelujah! Those who, those who are listening, those who are listening by podcast, I'm throwing my hands up right now, saying Hallelujah! It is, that bed is amazing. You don't know what you, how important what you're saying is, man. A new bed can oh, change your life. Oh. It can literally change your life because you don't know how bad you sleep until you get the right bed. Man, let me, tell you, let me tell you something. We hold on to the bad mattress for way too long. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. And, yeah. and we did. As a family, we did. And it was just, I'm talking about you wake up and you feel like you was in a 12-round fight. <laughs> but but now last night we slept. <laughs> Hallelujah! It was it was beautiful. Want to get up? Huh? It was beautiful. So listen, it's Didn't Monday. Wanna... It's Monday, and uh, we got a lot that we want to cover. I know a lot of you are probably wondering if we're gonna cover the verses battle. We typically cover the verses or any musical stuff. Uh, we're gonna start doing that on Wednesdays. So uh, we're going to talk about the verses. We'll talk about new music dropping. 
Uh, we're just talking about a lot of different stuff on Wednesday show. So uh, we're saving that nugget. So I know a lot of people have thoughts. We'll give people time to form their thoughts about the great Payla Bell. And also we're going to talk about that in uh, a new segment that we're going to introduce today. But right now, let's get to the news. 50 days to the general election for president. And you got to vote. You got to vote. Got to vote. Got to vote. Gotta we need vote. you to get out there and get to your poll and vote. And, and we promise you that uh, any anytime we come on, uh, we're going to try to give you the information and the news you need to be informed because uh, we want you out there, not just all willy-nilly, but we need you to know what you're voting for and who you're voting for. Uh, one of the uh, races that I want you to be aware of, I just had it here just a minute ago. I apologize because I had it on my phone and now I have lost it but i will find it i will find <laughs> it um but it was the um i'll put it up here it, it the, the race was the uh three of the key races that are coming up uh this year is one of them i know is the race in alabama so alabama has so first of all there's uh 20 i think there's 26 um races that are kind of up for grabs, uh, Senate races that, and we're really talking about flipping the Senate right now. And there's, uh, the, the, the key races are like Alabama, Arizona, Colorado, Georgia, uh, uh, Kentucky, we hope to flip, but that's a long shot. Uh, but the Texas race is possible, but there's some, we, there's some races we need to protect the person. So the Alabama race is, is, is actually kind of a, um, a really, really tricky one because the, the incumbent, which is Doug Jones, who, who snatched that seat away uh, a, year, a few years back, he's running against Tommy Tuberville. Well, right. Tommy Tuberville is a name. And, yeah. and most of the times when people vote in general elections like this, or really any election, if they see a familiar name, they'll vote for that person without really understanding what their politics are. Mm -hmm. And so, that's right. yeah, with Tommy Tuberville being that name, that's a tricky, tricky race. So, uh, if you're if you're a noisemaker in Alabama, we definitely need you to make a lot of noise on your Facebook page, on your Twitter, on your Instagram, and give Doug Jones some love because uh, he's gonna need all the help he can get to pull that one off. Right. Good. Um, another race, and just real quick, I won't. Uh, going to all the races today, but another one is definitely uh, a lady that's really vulnerable right now is uh, Martha McSally. She's the incumbent in Arizona, mm -hmm. but Mark Kelly is the uh, person running against her, the Democrat running against her, and he has actually out uh, uh, raised her by quite a bit, wow. uh, almost doubled her. So he's doing well on the cash in hand and, and, and raising money factor, but it's Arizona. And Arizona is traditionally Republican. Shake, you gonna say something? You know, I was gonna say while you're there, if, 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 if you don't mind, or we can do it later on if we need to, but explain to the general public the, the, the uh, reason to outraise an opponent, an opponent, because a lot of people say, well, why am I spending all this money? Why do I need to send money, yeah. you know, when, when all, all I need to do is vote? But I don't think they understand 
what it means when you're raising revenue and you're campaigning. Great, great, great point, Shake. And 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 just as a simplistic an answer as I can give you, uh, money means influence. Mm -hmm. So the lawn signs that you see when you drive down the street, right. the commercials that you see run in in that state in prime time. Not just any time, but in prime time. That's really when it matters the most. When you're watching your favorite show and then they run that commercial with that candidate's name. Those are the times, the mail outs that go out in the mail. Uh, all of those things matter. The people that work to do all of the work, to get on the phones and try to get people to vote, all of that stuff costs money. So when you're saying you got to raise money to run, that's the kind of stuff that they're talking about. Right. You gotta have a staff. You gotta have advertising. You gotta market yourself. You gotta promote yourself. You gotta. They although they don't call it that, they call it campaigning, but it's the same thing. And you gotta do it. So it's critically important that uh, these candidates, uh, even President Biden, or look, look, look what I did, President Biden. Even, yeah, all right, uh, all right. Uh, soon to be President Biden, he's got a campaign. He's got to raise money. He and Kamala Harris have to raise money and constantly put before the people um, that they are the that they're, that that um, they're the candidates to vote for. So it's critical. It's very very critical to raise that money to support if you can, and it doesn't take a lot five dollars, two dollars, whatever you got. All mm -hmm. of it matters. All mm -hmm. of it matters. So uh, I just want to say that. I want to pivot to another another point because you mentioned a name in there, and uh, I was speaking with a group of young men. Um, today is Saturday, so it would have been Thursday. And seven of these guys, there's ten of us in this group. Seven of these guys um, didn't want are saying they're not going to vote. Wow! And one of the re main reasons they're going to not going to vote is because they don't like Kamala Harris. And uh, they don't like her because she was a prosecutor. Um, and then, you know, the, the powers that be are doing their job. They've done a really good job of, of soiling her name, uh, especially with Black and, and uh, Democratic voters, because, you know, one of the things that they have uh, that they're saying a lot of she slept her way into into office uh, have you have you seen that i haven't seen that one. Oh yeah uh that's on several threads that she slept her way into into position wow so i've not seen that one they also don't like it that she's a uh again because she uh was a prosecutor so if you if you would speak to that a little bit because i think people need to be a little bit better informed you know my my thing to them was you know, in every job you have, if you're going to succeed, you've got to do a good job. So if you're a prosecutor, you can't lose a bunch of cases and expect to move forward. Right. But on top of that, uh, I, I'm pretty sure at least two of the guys changed their mind after I said this. And it was simply this. If you're mad at the prosecutor for prosecuting someone who committed a crime, then you got it backwards. You should be upset with the criminal. You should be upset with the guy that got busted uh, because it's not like they, you know, put the drugs in his hand or she didn't. She didn't put the, you know what I'm saying? And so I was, it, it, it um, at least a couple of the guys, you know, they, they start, at least thought about it a little bit different. Yeah. 
You know, there there are so many different things. I, I have not heard that one. That's a new one. Uh, sleep slept away the talk. That's 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 wow. Um, I don't even really know how to respond to that one. Um, well, you know that. Let's be honest. That's something that um, is going to be put on any female candidate. Yes, they're going to face that kind of accusation, that kind of rhetoric, whether it's true or not. But there, here's the problem with that kind of rhetoric: any accusation is going to stand a fifty percent chance of of sticking. No matter what, because right. there will always be an, an element of the population that wants to believe yeah. bad or ill of you. Go ahead. Well, and yet I would like you to speak to this because you you are our woman here on our, on Talking Noise. As a woman, how hard is it to stand in this kind of spotlight uh, and and be taken seriously? Or in general, how hard is it as a woman to stand in a leadership position or a spotlight and be taken seriously? Wow. Um, when you say that, my mind rolls to so many different things. I just think about women in roles that um, automatically are, they're power roles, but then they're roles that... Um, are highly scrutinized where like for instance a fire a, a fireman a woman that's a fireman or a woman that's a like our police chief that here in dallas that was trying to hold it down yeah mm -hmm. um and she held it down for a while but then when she started taking those mental health days and they, it, i guess it was just too much for her to bear and mm -hmm. um but she was so scrutinized. Oh my gosh! It was everything was her fault. Right, uh, all the crime in Dallas was her fault. Suddenly, her fault. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, police officers for Latin Americans or something like that. Um, they were scrutinizing her like it was her fault. Um, and I mean, just different facets of. Of, of, of people that were holding it against, it was like, well, the Latino policemen were holding it against her because there wasn't enough Latino policemen. Then it was, well, it's because she's elevating, you know, black police officers. Um, you know, so it's, it's like, no matter what she did that was right, is always gonna be somebody that says, uh, you know, she didn't have what it takes. Um, and, 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 I don't want to pronounce her name wrong. You said Kamala. Kamala, yeah. Kamala, Kamala. Yeah. Uh, you know, she would not only be. Just look at the 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 stats here. She would not only be the first black woman. She would be the first woman. Right. Yeah. The thing that Hillary was not unable to accomplish. Uh, Hillary was just trying to be the president. And uh, Kamala is saying, you know, I just want to, you know, I'll, I'll settle for being the vice president, but I'm going to make a difference. And it seems like to me, every time she steps up to the podium, it's like, it's so presidential. It's so power, uh, uh, that comes, uh, from her when she speaks. And, um, I, I, I it's, it's going to be hard. You, they're going to come for you. They're going to, they're going to shake the trees. They're going to, 
go look at past tweets and go look at social media. They're going to do all of the digging and stuff um, to try to find stuff to, um, to tarnish your name. Well, you know, it's interesting about what you're saying, Kiana, and I, I think you said it very eloquently. Um, <sighs> this is a young lady who is probably more qualified than both the guys that she, that, that are running at the top of the <laughs> yeah. team. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. She's far, she's far more eloquent than both of these gentlemen. Far oh, yeah. more eloquent. And, and probably, probably far more intelligent. She's a very incredibly sharp woman. Uh, you would have to be to be a prosecutor in the state of California. So she's way more qualified uh, than, 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 you know, she's way more qualified than the people at the top. But she's a woman. And that's how we treat women in society. Yeah. We, will, we will destroy women in every way that we possibly can. I, and it's, it's sad. And I'm going to look right in the camera when I say this. It's a sad commentary, but we destroy women in this society. We destroy them. We do not respect them the way that they, we do not dis, uh, respect them, and we don't protect them. And we're going to do that, talk about that, maybe in the next show. Uh, it's just amazing to me how we don't protect our women. And, it's, it, and I don't know why that is the case. I don't know how we got here. Uh, it's probably, well, not even probably, it is historical because it's always been that way uh, with black women, with, with women in general. Um, and, I, and not to say that I, I, I sign off on every aspect of the Me Too movement, but I do understand the Me Too movement because at the core, at the base of that is, the, is, is our lack of saying to women that your voice, that your intelligence, that your mind, that your heart matter. And we got to do a better job with that. We got to do a better job with that. So so what? So if she slept with somebody uh, and, and, and got a job, how is that any different than Bill Clinton? That's exactly how, what how, I was saying. How is that any different than John F. Kennedy? How exactly. Is that most of the presidents that were in office. Uh, and let's keep it real. We done seen a million scandal episodes, and that's all they did in our government is I, I, sleep everywhere saying, left and right to get where you want to be. I'm just saying I understand scrutiny. I'm okay with, 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 with challenging some aspects of what she has done. But let's not sensationalize some of the things and make them far greater than they should be. And by the way, <clears throat> Excuse me. Most of the people that are talking about her prosecution record in California have zero understanding of what that was. Matter of fact, one of the main guys that they bring up when they talk about her prosecution record, uh, and I forget his name. I'm gonna uh, hopefully um, we can uh, we can get the producer to find that name for us. Uh, but the guy, there's, there's one main guy that they always bring up. He already refuted the story. He said that wasn't true. A lot of stuff that they got out about her, her as it relates to his story is not true. So it's we, we got to stop hearing it in the barbershop. We got to stop glancing about it on MSNBC or, or Fox News. We hear just a little bit of peace, and then we run with the story. And by the way, to me, regardless of what she was as a prosecutor, she is light years, and yeah. Joe Biden is light years better yeah. than the choice yeah. that we have right now. 
right so now. You can run a monkey in that position, and I'm voting for the monkey. Right. That's all I'm saying. So, I listen, this vote is so critical, guys. We got to get it done. We got to make it happen. Um, and, 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 and we can't we – can't, we can't sabotage it ourselves. Right. And that's what it kind of feels like we're starting to do. We right. self-sabotage the opportunity because we, again, and we're going to keep saying it on this show, we're fighting for our lives. Yeah. It's bigger than just politics. We are literally fighting for our lives. With right. COVID, with social injustice, we are yeah. literally fighting for our lives. Matter of fact, that might be need to be one of our – our hashtags with this show. We're fighting for our go vote because we're fighting for our lives. Yeah. There you go. All right. So we we dealt with that part. Let's deal with the second part of the top news that we're going to deal with today, and that is the Bob Woodward book mm -hmm. that came out last week. Mm. Rage. And man, <laughs> first of all, for those of you who don't know, who Bob Woodward is. Yeah. Bob Woodward. Is the is the legend yeah. um, that broke the Watergate story in the uh, in the nineteen sixties and seventies sixties uh, I think it was um, he broke the Watergate story which was the story of of the, the guys breaking into Watergate to do some things illegally and and they were tied to Nixon and Nixon had been recording different conversations and yeah. making back with deals and all that stuff so yeah. Bob Woodward. And his and his partner was Bernstein at the time, but he but Bob Woodward himself, he's a legend. He was an editor at the Washington Post. He for many, many, many years. He is just an absolute legend. Well, Bob Woodward wrote this story. Now here's let's let's just first of all, let's just deal with how dumb our president is. <laughs> Bob, our president gave Bob Woodward access. Yeah. Unfettered access. A known enemy to him. A known enemy. Access to interview, yeah. yeah, and then was candidly talking to him mm. about these various issues. I want to play yeah. a quote for you guys, uh, so you can hear uh, one of the quotes from a recorded cop now, a recorded conversation with mm -hmm. Bob Woodward and Donald Trump. This is just some of what he said in that conversation, all right. <laughs> It goes through air, Bob. That's always tougher than the touch. You know, the touch, you don't have to touch things, right? But the air, you just breathe the air, and that's how it's uh, passed. And so that's a very tricky one. That's a very delicate one. Uh, it's also more deadly than your, you know, your even your strenuous flus. Okay. Wow. Let me, let me start by saying this. When was this conversation? I was just about to say. Let okay. me start by saying this. First of all, this was recorded February 7th. Right. 2020. Okay. So a week after, I think the, that's like a week after the first case, I think in Washington on January 26th, when that case broke in Washington. Yeah. This was, this came out or this was recorded. Secondly, he calls him Bob. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> you know it's authentic. It's not, it's not. Cut up tape. It's not. Yeah. Bob took my voice and put it. No. Yeah. You having a conversation with Bob Woodward. Come on. Yeah. And then thirdly, this guy knew on February seventh that this this disease or this virus rather called COVID nineteen or the coronavirus was deadly. He knew yeah. that on February seventh. So yeah. I asked the two of you. 
Why is this not a murder confession? Well, uh, the first thing I would say is it is, but it's not while he's in office uh, because he's he has certain protections as the president. You saw what happened when he was impeached. Right. Uh, but once he gets out of office, buddy, he's fair game. And I think that's when this is going to come to come to fruition and come to play. Kiyeta, what are your thoughts on that? We got to have thoughts. Wow. Um, I, I mean, I, the thought that this man sits in the office of the president and knew all of these people who died were still living at that time. Yeah, yeah. And they could have lived a little longer. Most of them could have lived a lot longer. Right, right. I mean, so many people's lives were just stolen like a thief. And, and, and he has, he has no, I mean, he just seems to be a person with no emotion, no, no heart, no, that you would, as long as it ain't the, you know, your son and, you know, your sons, your daughter and your wife, you know, you got a flippant attitude about it. You don't wear no mask. You don't wear no gloves. You, you just, but yet, the, you know, the further along we get through this, the more it's other people's fault. Uh, I, I don't, I, it boggles the mind. I, I, that's the reason why you said, well, Kenyatta, what's your answer? I, my mind is scrambled at the fact of how you could know something like this and not feel like I need to do something about it to prevent it from causing problems or harm to the American people. And this individual just said, well, you know, it's in the air. It's kind of tricky. What are you talking about? Well, if you know this, do something about it. Well, listen, what, when asked, um, when asked, you know, why did you just tell people? Why did you just tell people the truth? Here was his answer. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. I almost had it. I wanted to always play it down. I still like playing it down. Yes, sir. Because I don't want to create a panic. <sighs> you know what that's like? You know what that's like? Um, I've got a, my son is 12. Well, he's 13 now. And he is walking across Broadway at, in rush hour traffic. I see him not paying attention, not seeing what's around him. And I don't go and grab him and yank him out of the street. I mm. don't do anything to save him. And I let him be killed. And I see this happening in real time. Yeah, that's that's what that's like. that's like literally um, seeing death, seeing seeing somebody getting ready to take your life, and you ignore it. Yeah. And not only do you ignore it, you have so much indifference to the individual and the group of people that even after they're murdered, after they're killed, it's somehow first of all their fault. So yeah. it's always going to be that. But also, there is no value for life with this guy. So, to me, yeah, to me, this is when when he knew not only that the virus was deadly, but when he 
blatantly lied about it affecting children. You know, it was already hitting hard yeah. for me. The fact that you would just lie about it constantly. It's scary, it, man. Yeah, man. And, and what makes it even worse is you have all these churches that sell his lies. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, listen, it, it, it is, uh, it's an unbelievable agenda that, that, you know, it's funny. I never thought, so one of, one of my favorite shows or the, one of the shows I used to like watching was the house of cards, Kevin Spacey, Robin Wright. I never thought I'd see it in real life. It's yeah. so sensationalized and yeah. so over the top. I'm thinking, wow, this is a great story, but you'll never see this in real life. We are literally seeing House of Cards in real time. Like, it's really happening. Yeah. This guy is so over the top. I mean. I'm, listen, I just don't understand how a rational human being could go into a voting booth on November 3rd mm. and punch his name at uh, being president of the United States for another four years. I don't get it. And I don't care what your religious beliefs are. I don't yeah. care what your political affiliations are. I could care less. Mm. It To me, and I'll keep saying this right up until election day, if you vote for this guy again, you're evil. I, I don't know what to, I don't know what to, I don't know, I don't know how else to, to classify you. You're evil. Yeah. You're voting for evil. You're literally mm -hmm. saying, I'm cool with the devil running my life. I'm okay with it. But, that's, that's those, that's, yeah. but those same people would say, first of all, those same people would say that about Biden. They would say that about Kamala Harris because they're so sold on this idea that he is somehow sent from God to do this great work for this country. That's what they're sold on. Donald Trump? That's what yes. The, think about it. That's what the, that's what the church is saying. That's right. And, and I gotta get. I gotta get. If that's the God I serve, I gotta get another God. But but specifically, that ain't, that ain't. That's not working for me. Think about what you're hearing from the evangelicals. That's right, the evangelicals. Think about it. I don't want to serve a God shake that doesn't like me for the color of my skin, and He created me. I know that, but I'm telling you. Yeah. The, I know what you're saying, though. The people that you're talking about, their ideas, see, they're looking at you like you serve the devil, like you uh, um, are on the wrong side of history, on the wrong side of the gospel, on the yeah. wrong side of, of American patriotism, and then on the wrong side of humanity. Because uh -huh. their whole argument is, well, he's, he's uh, anti-abortion, which we know that's an outright lie. He's... Uh, He's um, pro-Israel, which we know that's a lie. He's just doing the whole, that's right. the bidding of Mitch McConnell and Rand Paul, mm -hmm. the evangelical church. So yeah. that's that's really what it comes down to. You know, we got 200, more than 200 judges. And these are all yeah. permanent, these are all permanent seats. Right. Right. And, and, and you know, which the latest news is he's getting ready to walk Ted Cruz. I was going to say, he's trying to get him in there. So it's, it's you, you're looking at it from, if, see, I, I don't use the term, uh, I, don't, I, I, I would, 
with Donald Trump is evil, and he's evil incarnate. Yeah. But also, the other people around him, those are some evil cats too. But I can't. I won't say that the sheep are evil. I'll say the sheep are stupid. Right. And, and the right. sheep are willfully ignorant. Right. Yeah. They're willfully walking through life with blinders on. Yeah. Going, this guy's good for us. So let me piggyback on what you just said. Let me pick up, because I have an interesting story that just happened today, as a matter of fact. I'm shopping for a, a, a television uh, stand for, we just got a new TV. I, I, I'm shopping for a television stand. And there's a guy in the store. He's kind of out of his mind. You can tell he's not quite there. Okay. Uh, no, no, really. He's, he's, he's mentally. You can tell something mental was going on. Okay. But, but he did say this. Interestingly enough, it is, it is incapacity and uh, destabilized mental state. Did you see the news? Did you see it? This is almost over. COVID is almost over. Our president said it was almost over. We just got to trust Donald Trump. We just gotta trust him. And when you when he said it, and what you said, Jesus. those things connect for me. Because he is not saying it because he believes it. He's saying it because he's a sheep. And yep. he's just following right. along. And they're all going over the cliff. And because that's yeah. what sheep do. They see yeah. one go over, so the other one goes over. And then Happily. next thing you know, huh? Happily. Happily. Yeah. <laughs> Gleefully. We're yeah. going over. We must be supposed to go. We must be supposed to go over this cliff. Right, right? <laughs> so that's just how it is. And it's amazing to me that we're at this place in society. But at the same time, I believe 2020 should be a time of awakening. Not woke in the, in the you know, that weird, uh, I'm woke way. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about real awakening to where you see with that third eye, you see with that inner self, you see what's really going on, and you call it what it is. Mm. And and this is just evil. I'm sorry. Evangelicals who listen to this show, who love us, you love me, you love Shay, you love my wife. It's evil. And there's nothing else to call it but that. It's evil. Yeah. And yeah. so your vote is good versus evil. It's that simple. It is that simple. Spence, when you said that, you made me think of... Uh, or, or rather, shake, rather, when he uh, was talking about the sheep, those, the person that you met in the store that said it's almost over with because he said that is the same person that drunk Clorox. Right. Um, Cause, because cause he, the he's, what they said at a slip of the tongue and said, just drink some Clorox. That should clean, you know, that should take care of the virus or, those that rushed out and tried to get prescriptions for hydrochloroquine. Um, every little thing he mentioned, like in passing, per se. You don't need a mask. You, you don't need, because it, it's like it don't take all that. Those are the people. Matter of fact, Herman Cain. Yeah. Great example. Great example. They, God rest his soul. God rest his soul. God rest yeah. his soul. But, but I yeah. mean, he, he, he was at the at the uh, rip, uh, at the conference. I mean, the convention. Yeah. With no mask on. Yeah. For you know, full support. His whole family. None of them had mask on. Saying it was a and hope. even <laughs> and even when he passed away, not nothing. You didn't hear nothing from 
uh, Trump's camp on nothing regarding, you know, our, our loss or whatever. You didn't hear nothing. It's like I only used you up because you was the black person that was rooting for me. And that was, you was the face. I didn't know he was, uh, uh, Herman Cain was the, the founder of Godfather's Pizza. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. He was the founder. He owned a ton of them. Yeah, he was the yeah. CEO of Godfathers. For right. Sure. Right. So he going to use him up? He used him up like he's doing the, uh, the, 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 what's that, the pillow dude? Um, the oh, guy? I, I, I think the pillow dude, to be honest, is I don't know that Trump's using him as much as he's using Trump. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because this is, Here's the thing that you've got to grasp, and everybody needs to grasp this, first of all. Mm -hmm. This is a, these are power moves that most of these people are making. Right. They have mm -hmm. nothing to do with civility, have nothing to do with humanity, have nothing to do with patriotism. It's all business to them. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. what happens is, it doesn't matter who I step on, as long as I make money stepping on them. Doesn't matter who I hurt, I'm in this to make money. And that's, that's the whole thing. You know, you think about um, um, the, the lies that are constantly told. I'm going to go back to the sheep thing because the first thing I'll say is this. Um, if you ever watch sheep, um, if one goes over a cliff, the other ones don't go, hey, man, he went over a cliff. Let's get away from that ledge. No, right. they, they all wonder and go. And when they're march on their way to their death, it never dawns on them that, you know, literally on the way to the death, they're, they're, they're sold. This is it. This, you know, we went over the cliff. It's going to be good for us. Bam, they're dead. Right. Herman Cain, I'm watching his rhetoric. You know, this was right at the start of, of uh, COVID-19. And I had a dear friend and mentor was one of the first casualties of COVID-19, Landon Spradling, who's a, who is a, was a guitarist and a pastor evangelist. He was one of the first casualties of COVID-19. Well, prior to that, he was, you know, he and I had like a little discussion. It wasn't an argument, but it was definitely an imp impassioned discussion about COVID-19. And uh, at one point he had said, well, it's, you know, it's, it's all being used to make the president look bad. It's really kind of fake news. And I'm going, well, I'm seeing people die left and right, man. You know, they, these numbers are real. But I, here's where, where I, we fell apart. I said, you can call it fake or whatever you want. But if one person died that could have been saved, because somebody told the truth, then you're all guilty. Facts. The same people, the, the same sheep that are saying it's fake news, yeah. are just as guilty and culpable as the, as the guy in the White House. And so it's an organized effort to lie, but it's also an organized effort to believe, to believe things that just aren't true. Yeah. Believing that there's a physical Santa Claus. Yeah. Come on, man. And it's just not true. Just yeah. not true. Yeah. Believing that Jesus is Michelangelo's brother. Right. It's just not true. Right. 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 Believing that 
COVID-19 is somehow a fake thing that was used to make the president look bad or uh, this guy in the White House look bad. It's just not true. It's an actual lie. But here's the problem with the lie. If you repeat it enough, yeah. somebody will behold it as truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where we are. You know, I, I, my heart goes out to the Kane family and, and, and anyone, quite honestly, that has bought into this lie, to the sheep. Mm-hmm. My heart goes out to the sheep. I, 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 I hate that you've been deceived. I do, because it, because it's, it's bad. It's, it's not. It's, and it ultimately could cost you your life. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're defending something that is not true at all, mm-hmm. and and has been proven time and time again not to be true. And so yeah. now at this point, you're just following blindly over the cliff, like we said a minute ago. You're just following blindly over the cliff, and 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 again, I just think. We gotta, we gotta hope, and we gotta pray, and we gotta put forth the effort to reverse this, and and really, you know, and really put these guys in office that are going to truly bring about real change and real effort. We will, we we're gonna be talking about this the next forty nine days, so uh, we won't jump it all here. But the book was pretty, pretty. Uh, in I mean, oh amazing. Uh, I won't even get into the, the conversation <laughs> of Dr. Fauci saying that. Uh, his sole purpose is to get reelected. We won't even get into the how he called uh, the general. Those guys, the soldiers that died in 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 uh, Korea, suckers and losers. Yeah, or, or even the generals saying that his effing generals are a bunch of peas. I mean, just yeah. just any and every. He he is just the worst example of leadership we've ever seen in this country. Mm. And and how at this point a person can support him. Is beyond me. But anyway, we're gonna, we're gonna take a quick break, uh, come right back, and then we're gonna jump into some other stuff. Uh, you're listening to Talking Noise uh, podcast. Hey, everybody, it's Lloyd Spence, and I want to tell you about a brand new Facebook page called The Noisemakers. The Noisemakers page is where our fans can see all of the visuals, the videos of all of our podcasts, web series, and more. That's right. Even this podcast, Talking Noise, you can see me, Kenyatta, and Shake on the Noisemakers Facebook page. See us daily. See all our shows, like Believe in the ACC, featuring myself and Charlie Ward, The Five, Uncorked Wine, and much, much more. Check us out on Facebook, the Noisemakers page, and become a Noisemaker today. Welcome back to Talking Noise uh, podcast and uh, Shake Anderson, Lloyd Spence, Mrs. Talking Noise, Kenyatta Spence is in the building. Uh, we're glad to be here with you. Uh, we're having a great show. Uh, just a couple of quick uh, other news stories before we jump into um, uh, a new segment that we're going to introduce today. Uh, you guys know the school, as you all know, we all have children. Uh, Kenyatta and I have the same children. <laughs> um, but school's back. School is back. Um, and some people have actually gone back, which is wild to me. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, Kenyatta and I decided very early in COVID 
that it would not happen, <laughs> that if the school wasn't going to get on board with allowing our child to stay home, then we would just have to figure out something else. But fortunately, her school did get on board, and they have a plan for her to do uh, virtual learning all year long. So we're in good shape. Um, Shake, is your, your son back yet? or is no, he, 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 And, and it's, it's up to me. He ain't ever going back. He's at home, uh, you know, doing school, virtual doing the classrooms with yeah. everybody else, yeah. Awesome. Online. Well, uh, well uh, as of August 10, 2020, a, a story was put out by the U.S. News World Report. Now, this was August 10th. This is not the latest. I don't know if they've got the latest numbers yet. But uh, millions of American children, a study show, showed that 97,000 kids were affected by COVID-19. 97,000. I know for sure that one of the schools here in Collin County, Wiley, uh, high, well, not a high school, but one of the, I think, elementaries has just shut down because five uh, students were in a classroom. And uh, and I think the teacher as well all uh, contracted and uh, got COVID-19 and they just went ahead and shut the school down. Mm. It, it, I, I don't know how this is supposed to work for these students and teachers. And I feel really bad for all teachers right now because – uh, and Dr. Fauci, God bless him, uh, he has tried to warn us and warn us and warn us and warn us. And a lot of people just, they've, they've demonized his name. They've scandalized his name. Uh, they've, they've, they've trampled him. The president of the United States has trampled his name. So it's, it's been a crazy ride for him. But he has said to us in no uncertain terms that while we have done better in some cases, if we don't knock it off with all this coming together, it's going to get worse. And by the way, flu season is coming. And so uh, with everything shifting the way that it is, uh, just Kenyatta, Shay, do you guys think that we're going to be able to finish the school year uh, or these schools that have attempted to go back, uh, like Frisco ISD here in Texas, who went, who went back in the first week, 48 people uh, were uh, – uh, revealed to have COVID-19. Do you think there's any possibility that these uh, students can go back to school for an entire year and, and finish? I will say that uh, being in education, um, I work in the middle school, um, uh, sixth through eighth grade you can't get kids to stay seated to receive their lesson. Uh, they got to get up to go get, put something in the trash. They got to get up to go sharpen a pencil. They got to have water. They got to go to the bathroom. They got continual movement, you know, at all times. It's hard to just get them to all stay seated and receive the lesson. And let's talk about it. Let's get your work done. So on top of that, we want to put masks Mandatory mask. Yeah. Uh, we want to make sure that they're constantly washing their hands. And around the school, they got sanitizer pumps everywhere for kids to clean their hands and stuff. Some of the stuff is left over from back when we had the H1N1. Uh, the sanitizer pumps are still in the school from when we had the H1N1, and they were concerned about that. So they had uh, uh, the sanitizer pumps by bathrooms and everything. But but my point is, is that uh, first they said there that it was the 
air filtration system. And then so schools all of a sudden, out of all the years they've been teaching, now they want to go and clean the air filtration system. But this is something that you can't see. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just think of so many things that roll through my mind when I'm thinking about how you, we teachers ask parents, bring, to, uh, uh, bring a tissue, a, a Kleenex and stuff, bring sanitizer and all that stuff. But now with this having happened, I mean, sanitizer has come from here to Timbuktu in the gallons. Uh, 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 they got face shields, face masks, and stuff. And I'm telling you, if you saw P.I., uh, what was it, uh, uh, was it Frisco, that was the first week. We had Labor Day. And then they brought the kids back to school. It hasn't even been a full seven days. Uh, here in PISD, uh, uh, Plano ISD, I can only imagine because there's so many older teachers and stuff that can't handle all this change. And the kids, much as I'm telling you, I went for a walk the other morning, uh, Shay, and when they was kids could go back to school, their parents act like they was uh, in a race at NASCAR, pulling out of parking spaces and stuff. <laughs> Hurrying up, throwing them kids in. They was at the crack of dawn, like, you know, they can take them back to school. Let's go. And, and I mean, I get it. It's not easy. Virtual learning uh, is not easy. But when it comes to the safety of my child, yeah. I just can't imagine that's to be compromised. Yeah. Your, your, your question was, uh, I think it was, will we get back to can they finish open, here? Will we open basically and the kids attending school for a year, right? Yeah. Um, to that, I'll say this. If there's one case, then that renders it impossible. Right. Because all it takes is one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This ain't, this ain't chicken pox. This, you know what I'm saying? This is not the mumps or the measles where you have to touch somebody. This is a disease that if you're in proximity of Someone. It's a virus where it's it's all proximity based and and um and, and it's no longer touch centric. It's you know somebody sneezes and a kid walks through the air where this other person sneezed, and it's on them. Yeah, we know it's airborne, so I don't see it happening. But but I, the other thing I'll I'll say is this: it was widely held for a while that you know kids weren't successful or if they got it it didn't affect them the same way it affected adults mm -hmm. and i heard that you know at the front of you know maybe with a within a month of COVID 19 that was the rhetoric that was being spewed until kids started dying right because it formed caused them to form blood clots and all of a sudden 11 year old children are having strokes and heart attacks yeah but also I, 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 I look at it along this wise. What kind of parent would I be if I sent my son into harm's way knowing the danger that was there? Yeah. So for me, we'll never get back to that. Or I'll say we'll get back to it when we have a real vaccine and it's proven 
on somebody else because I'm not trying to go through Tuskegee again. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm not trying to go through any of these testing that have been done on our people yeah. in the name of science. Right. Or just, just for the hell of, let's see what happens when we give all these Indians blankets, dis disease-ridden blankets, and have a march. Right. A thousand miles. Yeah. What, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be in that anymore. So for me... We keep our butt at home. Yeah. We, we, we'll have to struggle through the process. I'm not a teacher like you, Kenyatta. I'm not, you know, but our son, and he misses his friends. Listen, children need interaction. They need, uh, they need that, and I understand it. But the other thing you got to remember is if they're going to school, kids are not going to not touch each other. Right. You, can, you can you can preach that all you want to. Right. But I guarantee you, some little boy or some little girl, especially the, the grade six, seven, eight, the, the inquisitive years. Oh my! Uh, you know, hormones are kicking in, and you know, and then what? I happened? mean, I can't see your face. Let me see your mask. Pull down your mask. Let me see your face. Yeah. You can't kiss with mask on. I mean. <laughs> They like, well, you can we won't let them in the hallway. What you gonna do? Keep them in the same classroom? They removed all the cafeteria tables at my school and put desks in there like for the classroom in the cafeteria, trying to keep everybody separated. You couldn't keep them separated when Yeah. 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 But you know what, guys? There's a couple of things, and both of you so eloquently uh stated how I feel as well. There's a couple other things I wanted to add to this conversation. Um, the, the first being, as bad as it is for middle school and high school, it's even worse for elementary. How do you keep oh my elementary God. kids still for six, mm -mm. seven hours a day and tell mm -mm. them they gotta wear their mask and don't mm -mm. touch each other and don't talk? Uh, to each other? That's not gonna happen. I, I for for the next eight months, they gotta mm -mm. do that for the next eight months. So mm -mm. I, I just don't see it. But then the other thing is this. For all the safety measures that are put in place in the schools, and there have been yeah. a lot, and I applaud some school districts. In fact, my daughter's school district has really done probably one of the better jobs in the country uh, mm -hmm. with this whole thing. I I'll give them that credit. They've done an outstanding job. International Leadership of Texas, shout out to you. Um, but with all that being said of the measures that they have in school, none of that has anything to do with what happens when they leave the building. Yeah. Facts. Who they interact with when they go to the store. Who they interact with when they go in the neighborhood. Who's their family going around? There's mom. Is mom working from home? Is she going in? Is she essential? It, not, none of that has anything. There's absolutely no way to 100% protect everybody for the next eight months. Come on. That's now, facts. And so while some schools have not experienced it yet, mm -hmm. it's going to happen. And by the way, football has started. Oh, Lord. Football has started a couple weeks Man. ago. And they're playing high school football. Yeah. The moment a young man playing high school football or a young lady playing volleyball or soccer or field hockey or lacrosse or whatever the sport is, once they contract it and they die, that's the ball game. And I'm not trying to be morbid. But I'm just saying that's the reality of what we're facing. We're choosing 
rather than being intelligent and being smart. And yeah, our kids are going to feel pain for it. And we hate that. We all want to get back to regular living. But because we didn't take the right steps in the beginning, this is where we are. Right. So now we got to, and by the way, this is, look, I'm, they're going to call me Mr. Vote instead of Mr. Talking Noise. <laughs> you don't vote in November. Yeah. We are far from this being over. Right. Far from this being over. If you don't vote in November for the right way, we're far mm -hmm. from this being over. This is only the beginning. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, I hate to say it, but I, I, I agree with you guys. I don't think there's a, there's a path back to normalcy uh, unless we some dramatic changes take place. So anyway, with that also being said, what's the morbid uh, show for Monday? But um, uh, <laughs> with that being said, um, listen, some of my favorite restaurants are shutting down, man. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Like, okay, so full disclosure, I don't even know my wife knows this. Okay. What are me and Shake's favorite restaurants? Oh. We like Lou. Is it? It's weird. Yeah. I know. But we yeah. like it. And now it's a great go. I love Lubies. Yeah. Shutting down. Lubies is shutting down. Fud Ruckers. Now, I didn't go to Fud Ruckers as much. I didn't frequent Fud Ruckers as much. Uh, but it's shutting down. But what are some other places that you guys have heard that? that wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Mr. Talking Noise. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait a minute. What is it? Okay, first of all, cafeterias have been on their way out a long time. They have, but Luby's on the cafeteria. Depends on the cafeteria. I'm saying Luby's was hanging on tight though. They were doing all right. Were people going to cafeteria type restaurants in the middle of COVID? Oh no, that's why they shut down. Yeah, <laughs> that's why they shut down. Nobody's you're not you're not going to. I'm just saying where all the food is exposed. I mean, I saw that they had a what was it? Uh, because I'm part Choctaw Indian, uh, oh, a lot of the the <laughs> Choctaw um, the Choctaw uh, casino uh, they they reopened and they had a big. Uh, plastic uh, plexiglass of the people in front of the people serving and then you know trying to put all this plexiglass all around, all around their buffet tables it's, it's so that they can still keep having the buffet tables. Do you really want to go to a, a Golden Corral and be touching yeah. the spoon that five that fifteen other people just yeah, it's not gonna work. Listen, listen I had work. problems with buffets long before COVID. Like, <laughs> That's very you true. know what I'm saying? Long because I I I, I had I was with uh <laughs> I was with a group of people. There's probably twelve of us that went to lunch one day or dinner after a service or something at church, and I was in this buffet. And this kid oh, no. who was in another group walked up to the salad bar. Oh, no. And he grabbed some stuff out of the thing with his hand, right? Well, after he grabbed it with, with his hand, put it on his plate, he sat his plate down, realized that his behind was itching. Scratched Stop it! Behind, picked the plate up and, and went down and started grabbing more stuff. Oh. I, said, I, gotta go. I can't do it. I got to go. And I had fixed my plate. You don't understand. This place had lobster. I mean, uh, yeah, they had uh, uh, cra cra crab legs. They had all the favorites. Oh, and I'm no, like, oh man. Oh, that's, that's, oh, 
Yeah. And you see that all the time. You see people handle food with their hands. You see people do stuff. And I so can. even when I would go to a buffet, I only got certain things. You know, if I see that uh, that plate is the water's boiling under the, the, the dish with the steam, I'll, I'll get that. Yeah. But something warm or cool, and I'm, no, 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 bro. So, so I'm, yeah, I was already striking out with the buffets. And I used to love a good buffet. In Louisville, my favorite buffet was Ryan's. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Man, that was the that was the start, and it was it tasted really good too. Yeah. yeah, well, and they had a they had a decent standard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Luby's closed and hurts my heart because to me, Luby's yes, it was a cafeteria, but there was a discipline at Luby's. Oh, because, yeah, I agree. Uh, well, think about it. They're behind all the food is it's not exposed to the public. Right. They don't They're let you serve you. No. Yeah. 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 So, and oh. yeah, and when I went to, would go to Luby's, you know, they're not using their hands. They're always using spoons and tongs, clean plates. It was a really, it was a pretty clean place. Now, there's a couple of restaurants that weren't like that, like Piccadilly's wasn't always like that. Right, right. Mm. Morrison's wasn't always like that. Right. Mm. Banquet table wasn't always like that, but oh, banquet table! Wow, you went way back. <laughs> yeah. Wow, we went way back. Duff's, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I go back there. Wait yeah. a minute, my grandmother used to work at the Blue Boar. Blue Boar, Blue Boar yeah. in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, that's right. In the basement of the First wow. National Bank. Wow, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. she didn't play that. That was gonna be a clean place. You weren't coming up in there with no, uh, you know. That was before plastic gloves and all that stuff that we're, you know, rubber gloves and stuff. But them, them older ladies in their kitchen, they ain't played it. They had the hairnet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 That hair net is essential. That you, that's, that's, <laughs> you can't even come up in there without the hair net. Right. Hey, guys, we're going to take a quick break real quick. Uh, do some promotional stuff. We got about 10 minutes worth left of the show. And then we're going to jump into uh, our final segment and then some final thoughts here. And then we'll get you ready for tomorrow's show. So uh, uh, stay with us. This is Talking Noise, Daily Podcast. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's Lloyd Spence. And I want to tell you about a brand new Facebook page called The Noisemakers. The Noisemakers page is where our fans can see all of the visuals, the videos of all of our podcasts, web series, and more. That's right. Even this podcast, Talking Noise, you can see me, Kenyatta, and Shake on the Noisemakers Facebook page. See us daily. See all our shows, like Believe in the ACC, featuring myself and Charlie Ward, The Five, Uncorked Wine, and much, much more. Check us out on Facebook, the Noisemakers page, and become a Noisemaker today. We're back, talking noise, together, Mrs. Talking Noise, Spence, Shake Anderson, and myself, Lloyd Spence, a.k.a. Mr. Talking Noise, with you. We're going to introduce a brand new segment right now called Looking Forward to It. Ah. All right, so here we go. Okay. Uh, it's Monday, and um, we know that 
The end of Keeping Up with the Kardashian Show is upon us. Are you looking forward to the end of the Keeping Woo-hoo! Up Show? <laughs> yes. You're like him and and Kylie and and um what's mama's name? Um I don't even remember the mama's name. What's her name? I don't remember her name either. Something Jenner. Uh, I don't remember um, her name. I'm Chris. What is it? Chris Jenner. Chris Jenner. You don't like Chris and and Caitlyn? <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm gonna say we're we're done keeping up with the Kardashians. We're not gonna keep up with them anymore. So I think. I think we they got they done branched out to so many other different things. I think it's time to go ahead and wrap up their uh, their show. Well, I, you know, I'm I'm, to be honest, I I've never seen an episode of right. I never found it. First of all, I, I never found it a reason to watch it. Yeah. But then when I did hear other people speaking on it, and I would, you know, it would always, I guess maybe I'm so old school that I would, okay, well, what do they do? Uh, what's the talent? Uh, what's the thing? You know what I'm saying? And I could never find anything. Right, it's right. just there because they're there. Well, it's, in a way, it's a, gen- it's a genius of itself because you're famous for, one, the one girl's famous for sleeping around, right? Right. That's um, Kim. And then the- And being married to Kanye now. Huh? And being married to Kanye, that's all. Yeah. yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> but I mean, they and they all tend to, or tended to, I'll say, um, latch on to famous musicians or athletes. Right, right. right. Yep. And then the, the dad was insane, or mm-hmm. is insane. Is that um, yeah. Ended up chopping his wee wee off, huh? Now he's Caitlyn. Yeah, he chopped his wee wee off and uh, chopped it off. Lord. Um, it off. So now he's supposed to be a woman, right? Uh, right. And so I'm, I'm, I'm just, I find myself, you know, I would hear people talking about it like it's, it's really important, like it's really, it's must see TV because you're gonna learn this great. And I, 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 I just never was there. So, bye-bye. Um, I never had any use for you anyway. Listen, while we are we are laughing and, we're, and, and, and seriously being funny, but being serious at the same time, 21 seasons. Has and, it been and that long? been that long. 21 seasons. And they will run. If you don't think they're going to be making money from this show for the next 40 years, you don't understand TV at all. They are oh. well past the hundred episode mark, so these reruns are going to be going, uh, uh, all over the place. Next the syndication week, alone, syndication alone, it's going to be more money than they ever made. Uh, listen, I can't. The one thing I will say about the Kardashian Jenner family, and then we'll go on. I can't fault them for running a winning strategy. I can't fault them for that. It no. was a winning strategy. It worked. Uh, everybody, the sheep bought into it, and they yeah. won. They won, so I give them credit for that if nothing else. Um, the, the last one that we'll do today, are you looking forward to the reboots that are about to hit the air? Two specific reboots. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. 
it's going to reboot as a drama. And by the way, just celebrate their 30th uh, anniversary and brought back Black Ant Bill. Oh, the original Ant Bill. Dark skin Ant Bill. Yeah, the original Ant Bill. They reconciled with original Ant Bill. Now the entire full family is back together. A little weird that there's two Ant Bills now, but the original. Well, they, they can't be the, it can't be the entire family because uh, the father died. Right, minus uh, Uncle Phil. Yeah. Uncle Phil has passed, yes. Rest in peace, uh, James Avery. But, but yes, a reboot is in the works. Um, as a drama. Uh, as a drama, though. They're going to reboot it as a drama. How do you guys feel about a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reboot as a drama? Are they are they going to capitalize? Uh, is it going to be involved the entanglement part of it? Because <laughs> it's a drama, right? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Is that, is that going to be one of the storylines? Or is that going to be one of the plots? Or... I knew that was gonna come up. <laughs> Anything is possible. So that's okay. one reboot. The other reboot that is being rumored: Golden Girls. Oh man, come on! The Golden Girls, and 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 right now, the author is rolling over in her grave, and and and. <laughs> Right? Yes. And Betty White is look, is looking at them with the side eye, like what? Facts. That's Go facts. Golden girls without right. No, Betty White is probably the David Ruff, the David Ruffin of the Golden Girls. <laughs> Why is she the David Ruffin? The girls, the Golden Girls ain't nothing without Betty White. <laughs> uh, would y'all watch? I, would y'all watch that? Would you watch a reboot of the? Girls? I think. The problem I have is, is the Golden Girl reboot is the people that they're trying to be, that they're trying to uh, have uh, being Blanche and, and the different ones. The, at first they had people like Sanaya Lathan. Uh, I'm like, what in the world? Shouldn't you at least be somewhere near a senior uh, to be a part of the Golden Girls? Now, if you got, um, uh, what's old girl's name that, um, from, remember, um, uh, Hillman, uh, she was always the one talking to, you know, you better jump when I tell you to say jump. Oh, uh, Jennifer Lewis. If they got Jennifer Lewis, you know, different ones like, uh, um, uh, I mean, different older African-American women, that would be great. But it looks like they reaching for all these people that's barely 40 and then trying to make them out to be golden girls. I, I just, I, I, well, I, don't, I don't think it's Here's the thing, I don't know how serious all of this is. It, feels, it sounds like it's some kind of charity thing going on. Oh, but, okay. But, but conversations are going on. You know, once, okay. you, once you introduce something to society, it kind of takes the legs off, the, uh, takes a, you know, off on his own. So Alfred Woodard, Tracy Ellis Ross, and I like this, Regina King doing some kind of Zoom. Regina birthday. King? Yes, now listen, I like Regina King's acting. I don't know if she's ready. But not as an old lady. Well, they're doing a virtual where it happened party, so we'll see. Hopefully this is just a one-off and it's not a real thing. I'm hoping that's what this is. Well, I don't want to see the Golden Girls. 
let me make sure I understand this. The Golden Girls is going to have a black cast. But not really. Like, it's not a real... It doesn't feel like it's a real Golden Girls full-on show. Like, I think they're just doing... And they, I don't know, though. But see, I say that, and then they're testing... They maybe just test the water and seeing what the response is. And then the next thing you know, they're like, this worked, let's do it. You know, I don't know. So we'll see. It's happening Tuesday. So we'll, we'll be, you know, we'll tune in. Uh, we probably won't talk about it until Wednesday, obviously. But uh, <laughs> well, don't, well, don't don't count on me tuning in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, do the research for us. Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? I read the reviews and everything, and just trust that. There now, you if you if you talk about having a girlfriend's reunion, I'm there. I'm with that. Now I'm with I'm that. Dead. That's long overdue because they never got the send off they deserve. Right, and they didn't get oh, what no. they deserved when they were when they were actually running anyway. So yeah, if you're talking about that, I mean, yeah, I'm in, I'm in on that as well. All right, well we're gonna we're gonna uh, take a 23 hour break and come back and do this all over again tomorrow. Uh, thank you to Shake Edison. and thank you to Kieta, Mrs. Talking Noise Spence, and uh, I am Lloyd Spence, and uh, you can check us out on Facebook. Uh, at the Noisemakers page on Facebook. You can listen to this podcast wherever podcasts can be heard, Spotify, Apple, uh, iTunes, all of that. So just check us out there. Uh, you can also go to YouTube and check out our YouTube page, uh, Noise Media and Entertainment. All of those platforms, you can check us out and see what we're doing. You can see, actually, this visual of this podcast on YouTube and Facebook. So if you want to see it, just go there and you can see us do our thing live. You can see Shake's amazing room uh, full of uh, trophies and whatnot. You can see Kieta's Groot doll in the background. And you can see my lovely ducks. I have my ducks in the back eating steel. So, listen, we thank you guys for tuning in and listening to us. Have a great Monday and we'll be back tomorrow. And I'm out this piece. I'm out. <laughs> Man, we sure had a good time today, and we appreciate you joining us for the ride. Tune in every day on the Believe Podcast Network and wherever podcasts can be found, like Spotify, iTunes, and Apple Music, wherever podcasts can be found. Also, you can visit us on Facebook on the Noisemakers page. That's the Noise, N-O-I-Z, Makers page, or on YouTube on the Noise Media Entertainment Channel. N-O-I-Z, Noise Media Entertainment. Well, we'll see you again tomorrow. Until then, keep making noise. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.